0: Episode 75, the Connor Clifton episode, Clippy Hockey episode. What a way to ring in Christmas. I'm Evan Maradowski. Alongside Connor Ryan. Connor, what is it?
1: Evan, doing well. How you doing?
0: I'm doing great. Enjoying the Christmas slash holiday season, whatever you celebrate. We're and it's it's uh it's weird because there's no Bruins, right? So it's kinda like, you know, on the on the negative side, there's no Bruins, right? No games, no things to talk about. On the positive side, though, I have extra time to do some shopping. You know, I, I am not doing it last minute. You I panic guess shopping? Sure. Not panic yes. shopping?
1: You're not like, you know, it always stresses me out when like uh, Elf, when you're watching Elf, great movie. But like, you know, they're heading to Central Park to help out Santa. And James Conn's wife is like literally like shopping. she got like 85 friggin' bags on Christmas Eve. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Amateur. Oh. What are you doing here? It's funny,
0: I had to go to Target uh, Tuesday night to get snow pants, because just just I'm learning how to ski soon. So I wanted to have snow pants for it. And there were so many people in the clothing sections and everything, just like grabbing stuff. It was like, ma'am. Like and Dan I was very, glasses. yeah, it was, very, it was Dan Flashes, you're exactly right. And it was very stressful. I was like, man. That's, that's a bit much for me. I don't know. I, it, it just, it stresses me out a bit. I like to kind of get my shopping done somewhat early. Um, just so I have it all done, I just have to, I have to wrap. Now my big thing is I got to wrap ah. everything. So that's always, um, that's always kind of that, that's, I'm always like to my mom or sister, Hey, can you come help me wrap this? I just, I, I just don't like doing it more. Put it so in I'm a garbage fine.
1: bag. It's fine. Like put like, exactly. as long as you put like a little like red bow on it, like one of those stick on ones. It works. I thought it that works. Can't so, so anyways, the, the the NHL
0: in general, now we, we're recording this on Wednesday morning. If we look very tired, it's because we're recording this very early. 9.30 on a Wednesday. <laughs> very early. Uh, but at any rate, uh, now the uh, NHL, uh, the holiday break has extended. It is now December 22nd through the 25th. The NHL said, well, if games are getting postponed left and right like this, Might as well just can the whole thing. So um, the real question is, is this going to end after Christmas, right? Are we going to still be in the same predicament uh, after Christmas? And the big question is, should they just suspend all play through New Year's to just get every team at square one again with no cases? Conor Ryan, do you think they should be canceled through New Year's?
1: I mean, I think they should be just to give you that longer buffer period just to figure out what the next steps are. Because, I mean, one, you're seeing, you know, more players even during this shutdown test positive. Like, the Bruins haven't played since, what was it, last Thursday? And Brendan Carlo popped a positive test on, uh, on Tuesday morning. Well, so you're still going to get more cases during this time, you know, even though it seems like the NHL is looking at going full steam ahead with those games starting on the 27th. You're still going to have a whole bunch of complications if you don't have like an extended time to kind of let this 10-day quarantine, what have you, you know, pass you by. Um, and I mean, from the Bruins' perspective, right, like I think one of the main concerns for that Pittsburgh game on the 27th was you're not going to have any practice time. They've kind of, you know, avoided that hurdle by having teams, you know, return on the 26th. So at least the Bruins can get a practice or two in before they play Pittsburgh. And what's looking like a pretty pivotal game in terms of the wild card. But then you look ahead to all right, you get past that Pittsburgh game, you get a few guys back like Marshan, Smith, Bergeron, those guys. Then you go to Ottawa on Wednesday, and that's a whole other complication, right? Where I think you can you're only allowed in the country if you've got fourteen days past a positive test. So barring like my math being woefully wrong, I think at that point, based on who's tested positive, you're only gonna have, I think, Smith and Marshan for that game. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. I don't think Bergeron, I think Bergeron would be exactly at the 14 days from when he first tested positive on that Wednesday. So you're going to be extremely shorthanded in that game again. So it's not, you know, I think they have to like, I think they should push it back a little bit just to one, weed out, you know, more of these, what seems like likely, you know, pending positive tests, but also for the fact that, you know, I think the NHL has to take a long look at how they best combat this, not only in, in the fact that, all right, one, like some no-brainer things, like you need taxi squads, you need more guys ready to go, so you're not rolling out 11 forwards or 17 skaters or what have you. You need to put taxi squads in place. You have to find some way to get cap relief so that teams like the Bruins aren't, you know, playing shorthanded just and, and, you know, sending John Moore up and down through Providence just off of cap, you know, constraints like... Teams are losing players left and right. You can't afford that right now.
0: He's, he's on the highway just going back and forth. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Forth. yeah,
1: Terrible. Like, there has to be some – like you look at like the NBA who seems like they're kind of forging ahead. At least they have like these hardship uh, exemption contracts in place where they're just calling up random guys like Glenn Davis is going to be playing for the friggin' Celtics in like a week at this point. But like NBA is just pushing ahead with it. So whether it's those things that the NHL needs to do or – whether they're augmenting their testing. Like, I don't know if they'd get to the point where like the NFL or just, you know, the NFL is looking like the, the cop from the town when he sees them all get out of the car and just stares at them and just looks the other way. Like I don't know if it has to change with asymptomatic testing or, or what have you, or at least it's, you know, you pop a few negative tests, you're back in or they find, you know, I think probably the, 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 the middle ground there of what they need to do is find ways to limit that quarantine, especially if you're not, you know, showing, you know, actual symptoms. Um, And, you know, you can go down the rabbit hole when it comes to talking about that of what they need to do and what's the safest route. What's the, you know, the, the moral thing to do. But uh I think the NHL has to take a look at just how they're doing business just because you can't have these disruptions because cases are here. They're probably going to keep on spiking. Like, it's all about how you have to kind of wade through this. And that's more or less what Adam Silver said. I think he was on ESPN a few days ago, like it's here. And at this point, like, you know, the, the trains left the station, like it's, it's all about how we're best going to live with it and combat it and try to, you know, make the most of it while, while keeping players safe. So it's a tricky situation, but one that I don't know if you're going to solve for the NHL. If you just take a three, four day Christmas break, I think you need, at least a few more days uh, to sort out what the next steps are. Cause I can't, I don't think it can can stay at this kind of status quo you're at right now.
0: No, it can't. And I think, again, it goes back to, as you said, a break is not going to change anything, right? It's got the break was a temporary stopgap to say, what the hell do we do? Cause this came out of nowhere, really. I mean, this, you know, again, we were going fine. It was, you know, you know, we were getting along. All right. Normal was pretty much here. Um, and now with this Omicron uh, variant, Omicron, whatever, the, however the hell you say yes. it, uh, the reality of it is it's way more infectious, but results in less hospitalizations if you're vaccinated. And it's, it's I guess, less potent, uh, less deadly, so to speak. Uh, we have the vaccines. We've gotten vaccinated. And it goes back to, well, a lot of these players, you know, maybe go the NFL route. Maybe you say, hey, if you're not feeling sick, now, granted, does a guy who's super sick say, I'm not feeling sick. I swear, I'm fine. It's just allergies. You know, that's the worry, obviously. But at some point, this isn't going away. We have to learn to live with it. And that's why we got vaccinated and those things. So maybe it comes down to, hey, we're just not going to test. You know, maybe that's the route that they take. I would imagine maybe the players are on board with that. Um Sweeney talked uh with the media uh recently and said that majority of cases were moderate, if I remember right, right? And there were not mild any to,
1: mild to moderate, yeah. Only a few. Yeah. And I think Cassidy said that a lot of them were pretty mild, so
0: Yeah, I mean again, it, it, it sucks to have. I granted, dunk on what I've I have yet to have it, not to dunk on you. But I, uh, I granted this. <laughs> this it's a slippery slope. It's like when OBJ didn't OBJ tweet something like me and COVID have a mutual agreement, and then he tore his ACL like a few days yes, later or something. Yeah. So I don't want to. I'm not screwing with COVID. I I I understand it's very bad, uh, but I do think that at the end of the day, um, maybe the right move is saying, "Hey, we're just gonna not test you if you're uh, if you're um, if you're not feeling ACM any symptoms and, and yeah. you're vaccinated and you're vaccinated." And again, like it comes down to just get vaxed. Yeah, like that's the biggest thing. That's why we got vaxed.
1: So, And I also think like the, the biggest hurdle of the NHL too is the fact that you're dealing with two countries. It's not like, you know, like, yes, the NBA also that. like the NBA, which I think is maybe the route the NHL eventually goes where it's maybe easing testing outright, you know, stopping it. But I think <laughs> a lot of it might be, you know, augmenting the quarantine protocols and, you know you know, a few negative tests, you're back, or instead of it 10 days, it's five days, which is a lot more manageable or what have you, instead of, like, a a two-week gap where all of a sudden, like, their entire team is just treading water or, like, walking right into scheduled losses. I mean, thank God, you know, as an aside, they they postponed those games for the Bruins because they were walking into three or four scheduled Ls.
0: even against
1: Like, Montreal, like, I mean, we saw that game against the Islanders last week, like, holy Christ, that game was not fun to watch. So as an aside, thank God for that. But even if the NHL follows the NBA is right with that, where it's kind of, you know, finding that, that fine line of, you know, keeping the the show going, but also, you know, easing those restrictions while, while still not letting it be completely negligent of, you know, taking your hands off the wheel, so to say, like you also have to deal with Canada and their much heavier restrictions, which doesn't seem like they're easing up any soon. I mean, I think, I read that uh Quebec is now, like, shutting down Boz and, like, every other kind of thing like that. So, it seems like Canada is going in the other direction where they're, you know, shutting things down completely. So, to get Canada on board with that, with cross-border travel, you know, the NBA at least has one team up in Toronto, which, like, whatever. Like, last year, they said, screw it. You're going down to friggin' Florida. And that's That's <laughs> <Yes>, right. <laughs> Easier to, to manage than the NHL, where so much of it's based up in Canada. you got so many teams up there. So... That's going to be the the tougher kind of uh, the, the slippery slope in terms of how you kind of handle that. Like, I don't think we're going back to an all-Canadian division, but what what exactly do you do to kind of, you know, uh, manage those risks that come up there? Because I, I have to imagine, especially with these cases, most likely you're still going to get a whole bunch of them over the next couple of weeks. Like, I still feel like all these teams are going to be skin shitless going up to Canada for these games and hope you don't pop a positive test.
0: Yeah, that's why I would not I would not want to even be a player right now in Canada, yeah. just the way that it's going, um, and how they're getting more and more strict. Uh, I just, to me, again, it, it comes down to, uh, you know, it, it has to be somewhat, we have to learn to live with it here. I think that's the biggest thing in America, we have to learn to sort of live with it, because it's not really going anywhere, right? This new variant came out of freaking nowhere, so um, that obviously is an issue. You mentioned the countries, and we're talking about countries, there's a big event supposed to be coming up. Uh in 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 short order. In, in a few months, February. It's supposed to happen. The Olympics, where a lot of different countries will be converging on China. And uh, the NHL, obviously a lot of players want to go over there and play. Now, now uh this we're recording this at 9 30 on Wednesday morning. There is a you mentioned to me that was a Pierre LeBrun or LA Friedman uh, said Friedman. they Friedman had something coming around like 10 a.m. Most likely, probably to do with the Olympics, potentially canceling it. We are gonna go. We're going to talk as if the Olympics are canceled because yeah. that's or not the Olympics. Canceled, other reports
1: are like, yeah, it's done. So like, yeah, I think we're pretty safe to 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 roll with the assumption that NHL players will not be at the Olympics in the next.
0: Yes. Year. So obviously, I guess that is a smart move, right? You don't need guys in China for two months. Uh, quarantining, uh, But at the same time, it is unfortunate for a lot of these players. And Matt Porter tweeted about this yesterday, that a lot of over 30 guys in their prime, Martian, Nazem Kadri, Eric Hala, uh, many others, Victor Hedman, yeah. probably won't get to play in an Olympics again, right? Because the next one is until 2026. Mm-hmm. Um, br- will Bruce Cassidy be a coach for that team in four years? It's unfortunate. It's very unfortunate for those guys. Um, and it's a dream for a lot of players to represent your country and to to be in the Olympic Village and all those things. And obviously there's things like, oh, you could move it to Seattle and have them play there. But uh, it's just not the same. It ain't the same. Not the same at all. World Cup of Hockey is also not the same. It's cool. Not the same. Um, I mean, what are your thoughts on this?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think at this point it's the right call based on – a number of factors. One, you've got the number of cases, which are still going to rise, which you factor in that quarantine in China, which is ridiculously restrictive. It's going to be some guys popping positive tests out there. If this is as contagious as they, as they say it is, it's going to happen. And you can't afford to lose, you know, I guess Martian's already caught it, but like, you know, a guy like Brad Martian for four or five weeks, right? Like being stuck in China as like the Bruins are trying to regain you know, points in the standings and him just completely out of commission. You can't have that. Um, you add, you know, the fact that the schedule the way it is, which I imagine is what the NHL is going to probably put at the forefront instead of it being like COVID. It's going to be like, no, we're going to make up these frigging games, which is accurate. Uh, you know, you can't be playing these, these regular season games into the middle of May now, considering you're already still trying to play catch up it's been, what, two, three years now where the the NHL is trying to get back on an 82-game schedule, have somewhat of a normal year. So, you know, even though I think we've talked about the schedule that, you know, you got to contend with Disney on ice and, you know, all these other concerts, the NHL still needs to go and, and fill out that three-week break with as many games as they can to kind of get this season back on the road and get started again. And even, like, if you're the Bruins, you hope you're able to maybe push some games up just so you don't have that crazy stretch to end the season where even if the Bruins make the playoffs, they're going to be probably gassed going into it because they got so many games to make up. So it's a really unfortunate situation. As you said, especially, I mean, it, if the image, if the Olympics worked out perfectly, it usually benefits all parties, right? Because especially now you'd have guys like Posternak and McDavid and Matthews, all these guys make their debuts. Um, It's not going to happen now. And now, as you said, I think that the the toughest break is these guys who have been at the top of their game for, you know, five years, almost an entire decade. I mean, like the fact that Victor Hebben hasn't been, you know, in the Olympics is wild considering how good he's been. And a guy like Martian who has stated many, many times over his career his dreams of being an Olympian and a guy who's elevated his game for Again probably the last five years is arguably the best left wing in the game to not get a chance even to represent this country it's tough like it it sucks and of course the players are gonna be really disappointed that it's come to this considering it's something that they were willing to make concessions for during the CBA extension just to you know to get the chance to play in the Olympics again so it's a a crappy situation all around but when you look at kind of like the the bottom line in terms of the risks involved with it, the potential for these quarantines and the fact that you just got to desperately make up these games. Like if they somehow cleared the Olympics and had them play in it, I'm sure some players would be happy, but you look at that schedule, like you can't, you can't (laughs) expect to like go on a deep run, even like if this team adds a legit, you know, piece or two, when you look at how crazy that schedule is down the stretch, right? It's just, it's not conducive at all to any success in the playoffs if you're, you know, subjected to that kind of workload down the stretch. So something had to give. And when you're in the NHL and you're making a bunch of money, it's usually going to be the Olympics. Then you have no kind of real control over that gets the ax. So it sucks. It's unfortunate, but it's kind of what you had to do in this circumstance.
0: No, it's unfortunate. It sucks. I mean, again, it's no fun for anyone. But you mentioned the schedule, you know, the Disney on ice games are, or Disney on ice is a TD garden during that time get creative where you can play as folks. He said, go play at a uh, hockey town in Saugus or, uh, you know, I uh, go play. At Dunlans- advantage. That would be crazy. on my advantage. I would feel so bad. I haven't been there in a few years. Maybe they've updated the locker rooms. Probably not. That'd be, uh, not. So that'd be probably not. That'd be very tough for the opposing teams locker room. What that would be like. That would be like, you know, you're in a closet. Um, or, you know, New England Sports Center. Play out games at New England Sports Center. There you go. It's a, You could you have the whole NHL at New England Sports Center at this point. There's so many free oh. ranks. So. Um, but, yes, yeah, so anyways, it's a, I'd say the Olympics being put off is a pretty safe bet. Uh, but when we talk about really safe bets and good bets, we always talk about our good friends over at
1: Bet Online. Right you are, Evan. Listen up, guys. Bet Online has you covered this holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. As football continues its march through the College Bowl season, and the pro football playoffs, and the Bruins play, like, 56 games in, like, 58 days. Federal line remains your number one spot for all your sports action this season. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code CLNS50 to receive your bonus. That's CLNS50. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games – don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. So go sign up and check out all the amazing offers available. Bet online with a game stats. With a game stats.
0: Funny, I just looked at Twitter and Jay Fresh, he's been doing these um, like polls for fans. And it was like, who are the top centers in the NHL? Obviously, McDavid was one, Matthews two, McKinnon three. Dry, Seidel, Crosby, Barkov, Point. Bergeron wasn't until 8. But still, Bergeron top 10 center in the NHL, I would say. I'd say a little higher than that, but hmm, what are you going
1: to do? You'd be yeah. setting up for another nice selkie campaign. So
0: Yes, yes. So if, is, if games are ever played again. yeah. Game um, here, so to, let's get to hockey news. Let's get to real like hockey things. Um, bad news, Jakub Zboril out for the season, which is what we feared Mark Diver had tweeted that he had a real uh, knee injury. It was going to be out for some time. It was confirmed on Tuesday morning, I believe, uh, that he had torn his ACL. He had surgery to repair it. Terrible luck. Terrible, terrible, terrible luck. Just as the guy was really starting to solidify himself on that back end. Looked great. I mean, he looked good. Like, that was a real defenseman. Um And someone who could have really helped you a lot down the stretch. Uh, out with a torn ACL. Just horrible luck. And it comes down to, you know... His RFA deal, I believe, is expiring at the end of this year. Um, they can offer him a qualifying deal, correct?
1: I believe so, yeah. He's RFA. Yeah, so, yeah,
0: so again, as they've learned with Kasha this past off season, offer the guy a qualifying deal. <laughs> um, but just terrible luck. And, uh, I mean, what, what what comes of this? I mean, how, does this kind of solidify the fact they need to add another defense with the deadline?
1: Yeah, I mean... It's one of those tough breaks. Not only just, I mean, for the player you feel for him because as much as he's had to deal with his narrative about him as a first-round pick and being a bust and all these things that he's been very candid about, it sucks because it seems like he's finally putting it all together this year. And now, I think a lot of people like tweeted that or, or mentioned that as you know that he's finally put it all together. People are like, "Well, he still wasn't a top pairing." Yeah, no shit, guys. But like, you know what? He looked like you know what he looked like a, a solid everyday NHL player. Which, considering how much the Bruins have struggled to get homegrown town that has really carved out a role as an everyday effective NHL regular, you take it. And Zavoro I think was playing very, very good uh over those, you know, I think it was nine games he played this year. He really solidified the the back end of that depth chart for the Bruins. And even whether it be him with like Mike Riley, who uh Riley who's had his warts this year, um, you know, played well with him, even though Zabor was on the right side to like, you know, you even had arguments like, Hey, maybe we should put like Zabor with McAvoy, see how he looks there. Like it would not have been out of the question because he looked kind of good wherever you put him. So uh he was, you know, not only the fact he was playing well, but he was a useful piece a a solid cog to have for this team in terms of its depth chart and where to kind of slot him in. Because as you said, even though you've got guys that can slot in now, I mean, John Moore, Connor Clifton, you know, maybe like Jack Ashan gets another shot a little bit further down the road. Um, it's still, it would have eased a lot of your headaches and a lot of your issues if you just, you know, had a Galaxy ball that you could plug in there and roll with it, right? Like it's kind of, it's almost like, uh you know, when you lost John Moore and Kevin Miller during that 2019 run and Connor Clifton kind of stepped in, like it's one less problem to worry about where you have a guy that can just plug in there, you know, he's going to perform well. So maybe... Clifton rebounds, or it's John Moore, who, I mean, I don't think has looked particularly bad since, you know, when he's been in the lineup. I think he's been pretty solid, if you can say healthy. Um, but it's just, you know, it's it's a tough break for Galaxy Borro, who desperately needs a break and has not got one so far, uh, even when he's kind of put everything together. So we hope he's able to build off of it and come back stronger next year and really kind of solidify one of those roles, because they desperately need that out of one of these younger players. But uh in the short term, just looking at, This season, it's just a, it's just a tough situation for everyone involved because the Bruins desperately could use them and you want a guy like Zaboro who's, you know, been candid about his, you know, his struggles to really succeed and put it all together and looked like he was doing that right before this injury.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's just it's unfortunate. Again, I, I hopefully for him, for his sake, I hope that he can come back next year and be a similar guy. Just for him, I mean, just to get that confidence back and be like, hey, you know what? I was doing pretty well uh before the knee injury and kind of rebounding from it. But this segments perfectly into our final, our big segment of today's show. What should the Bruins ask for for Christmas? Because Christmas is a few days away, and Santa will come and bless the Bruins with something put it under their tree and maybe it'll be like you know tomash hurdle under their tree for nothing you know oh my god oh, this is the best christmas ever
1: um but i'll like, let how, you go what were you gonna say i said tomash was like how did i even get here why am, I, am I? <laughs> I
0: i didn't know it was made you know the north pole yeah. and put it i thought it'd be a trade you know like you know how christmas you you don't you don't pay for the, the gifts that nice. you that you receive so maybe the get tomash hurdle but i'll let you start what should the bruins ask for for christmas
1: Evan, I'm going to piss off about half of our listening audience oh, here. Oh, God. I'm going to say they'd love to have Tukarask on a cheap contract for Christmas because as much as Linus Olmark seems like he's putting it all together and Swayman's been pretty solid, I still think you look at the schedule where, as I said, they're playing like 56 games in like 58 days. You need another legit goalie in there. Even if it's a three-man rotation, you look at that schedule, you desperately need someone. And, you know, I think our buddy Ty Anderson mentioned it, that as good as Swayman's been in, in spurts this year, I think his numbers against teams with winning records is, like, so like I think one in four with, like, a 904 save percentage. Like, he's a very promising player, and, you know, I think he's only going to get better, but he still has some flaws in his game that he needs to work on. And so if you get Tuka Rask available and he's healthy on a cheap deal for a minimal cap hit for this year, and it helps you one solidify that that goalie rotation, and two gives you at least another body you can rely on during this hectic stretch to end the year. Seems like it helps everyone out. So I'm going to go with Tuka Rask on a cheap contract. Is what the Bruins should ask for for Christmas.
0: What about the you? YouTube the YouTube commenters
1: are just walking me. Yeah, exactly. People are punching the steering wheel. People are kicking. People are walking with grocery bags and kicking them. They're they're punching the groceries. <laughs> Of complete strangers. Just do yeah. everything to chaos, but
0: there's they're slamming grocery carts into other grocery carts. Exactly. You know, and yeah. Angry. Um getting it's people all pissed out. off during it's the just, Christmas
1: season. Yeah. Just introducing chaos to the holiday season, Evan.
0: Yes, mine's a little more tame. Uh so there's one that I could go with that I'll still mention after. But I think the biggest gift you need, you need the Atlantic division ahead of you to start sucking. You, and I don't know how that's going to happen, but you need Toronto or and or Tampa and or Florida and or Detroit to really start to hit the skids to get you back in contention. Because right now at this rate, you're going to be a fringe wildcard team, right? Tampa's, you know, ahead of everyone. Toronto's right behind them. Florida's right behind them. There's a little drop-off. Then there's Detroit. And then you're three points behind Detroit. Now, obviously, you have – your points per, per percentage wise, you're better than Detroit. Um but still, they have games to make up, but are you super encouraged that the Bruins are gonna dominate those games? I don't know. So you need those those Atlantic division teams to really start to struggle a bit, not be as good as they are. I mean, we remember I think it was twenty eighteen, nineteen, the Bruins went on a run at one point in the in the back half of the year. But you know who else went on a run during that yeah. time? Yeah. <laughs> Toronto and Tampa. So you need those teams to start to struggle so you can make, catch up some ground when you're fully healthy and back and playing. So for me, my gift is Santa's going to bring you, uh, or bring struggles to Tampa and Toronto and Florida. Maybe you don't get a gift, but the, the real gift is the gift you, that you don't get, right? Santa like, you know, right. uh, Santa, Santa like, uh, what's the word? Sabotages. He's, he's
1: like he's like the aliens from Space Jam. He like he like takes their talent away from them for.
0: Yes, yes. He like you know he's he he looking these... for an
1: alien mob boss, Denny DeVito, like the aliens yes. Space Jam.
0: Yes, he takes like Steven Stam goes to stick and cracks it in half. It's like you're yeah. not going to shoot this year. And yes. then he goes to Toronto and and he and he like sticks a knife in Marner's leg and says you're not going to skate at all. You're not going to be this fast. This That's is a very, very a very
1: odd bizarro Santa Claus, but this is like a vigilante. This is like Batman Santa.
0: For for my Warzone friends out there, it's like Krampus. It, you yes. don't know Krampus at all cuz you don't play Warzone, no. but uh he's the he's the guy. He's, he's technically like bad Santa who runs around the map and tries to kill you. I, love, I love bad you maybe
1: Billy Bob Thornton
0: or him, or that—that that also works out fine. That, that, that's um, the
1: Santa that shows up for the rest of the Atlantic Division. It's Billy Bob Thornton, Santa Claus, and Bad Santa.
0: Yes, that, that'll that'll show up, and that'll that'll be what brings the struggles. But yes, the gift the Bruins get is struggles for all the other Atlantic Division teams. My other uh, gift would be you need your depth scoring to start. That's what that's that's really what you need. You need Nick Foligno need to sticks. score.
1: But they need new sticks. They need to start yes. scoring more. They gotta get rid of the, that old equipment.
0: Well, nothing was better waking up on Christmas as a kid than going out and seeing, like, a brand new stick. Or, like, my parents would do the famous thing where, like, your big gift will be skates. So, you know, you're going to come and get them fitted and everything. And so I'd go down and my big gift would be a gift that I knew I was getting. So I'd be like, oh, nice. You know, aren't Archie thankful? was like, well, I knew I was getting it. Oh, yeah. Eh, they're fine. I'll take them. But it was always nice getting new equipment, especially the new stick. That was, like, the biggest thing. Get a new stick for Christmas. It was the greatest day ever. So, um Anyways, any big plans for you uh, for Christmas? Anything you're doing that's crazy?
1: Nothing wild. We got the usual family traditions, hang out on Christmas Eve, have a nice little shindig, get up early, open up gifts, all that fun stuff. The usual routine. I don't imagine it's different for most people, but always good to have a few days to relax, hang out with the family celebrate christmas and the holidays so again want to give a shout out to all of our loyal listeners hope everyone is having a safe merry christmas and happy holidays and hopefully we'll be able to talk hockey again with all you shortly after the break maybe not because we we said they should not play until new year's but hopefully very soon we get more tangible news we can talk about
0: yes hopefully that is the case uh but anyways connor what can people look forward to over at bsj and 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 also bsj would be a pretty damn good gift for christmas if i'm not mistaken
1: that is, that is a great idea. If you're still looking, if you're like the mom and elf and you're still trying to do some desperate <laughs> shopping on Christmas Eve, what better thing than to buy a gift subscription to com, where we have news on everything, whether it's the Bruins, Celtics, Patriots, Red Sox, all that stuff. We have daily news coming out every single day. So want to uh, buy a subscription, subscribe to BSJ. That'd be fantastic. As for what you can look for from me on the site, we'll be continuing to follow any news about covid about the next steps for the bruins uh this weekend I'll, I'll be doing a list kind of similar to what we talked about of what the bruins should ask for for christmas so i already gave away one of them but we'll have a few <laughs> more things for them to look at so have all that stuff over at bsj so subscribe buy gift subscription all that good stuff if you want to follow me on twitter you can also do that at connor ryan underscore 93
0: go do all that that's connor ryan i'm evan marinovsky you poke the bear listeners have a great rest of your day and a very happy holidays